You are listening to a message from Redemption Community Church, a life-giving church in Westchester County, New York. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or follow our messages online at redemptioncommunitychurch.org. Thanks for listening and enjoy the message. Well, I know we're saying Merry Christmas today, but technically it's still Advent, the season of preparation for the celebration of Christmas. And so for the past few weeks, we've been in a special Advent series, and our inspiration for this series comes from one of the most well-known traditions of Advent, the, the Advent wreath and candles. And so each week we've been lighting a different candle, each of which represents something that we need to embrace in our lives, something that Christ came to fulfill. And so uh, in week one, we lit the, the hope candle. Uh, week two, we lit the faith candle. Last week, we lit the candle that represents joy. And today we're going to light the peace candle. The peace candle is also known as the angel's candle because it reminds us of the words that the angels sang as they appeared to the shepherds that very first Christmas in Luke chapter 2. And here's the words they sang, glory to God in the highest peace on earth and goodwill toward men. Now, speaking of peace, um, some of you maybe grew up in a more traditional church where that was that part in the liturgy where the priest would say, offer someone the sign of peace. Anybody, you're familiar with this? And you're supposed to greet someone, shake their hand, or say, peace be with you. Well, I didn't grow up in that kind of church, a traditional church like that. So the very first time I was ever in a service where the priest said, offer someone the sign of peace, I was like, yo, peace, peace, baby. I was throwing peace signs at everybody, you know? And I looked around and realized it doesn't work that way. So today, just for fun, offer someone the sign of peace. You can shake their hand. You can say, peace be with you, or you can throw them the deuces. Go ahead, whatever you want. Offer someone the sign of peace today. Well, peace and love, everybody. (laughs) Well, the Christmas story, if it's anything, it's a reminder that God is wanting to give us this gift of peace in this season. Come on, how many of you could use some more peace in your life right about now? I think that's every one of us in this place. I think we could all use some more peace. And I know for some of you, for some of you, you'd say, Pastor Jeremy, I would describe my life in many ways right now, uh, maybe anxious, stressed, worried, overwhelmed, but, but peaceful is not at the top of my list. And I think for so many of you, when you think about this idea of peace, especially at this time of year, it sounds like something that, you know, we sing about in Christmas carols and just something that we read about in Christmas cards. But I know for many of you, there's this sense, like, is it really possible for me to experience like the peace of God? Like, what would that even look like in my life? Now, back to the Christmas story for just a moment. I think so often this time of year, when we, when we, think, about, when we think about the Christmas story, we tend to picture the nativity, and, and, and it seems so peaceful, right? Peaceful scenes from the nativity. We think about Joseph and Mary and the baby Jesus there in the manger, swaddled and glowing. <laughs> and we think about cuddly farm animals and humble, sweet shepherds and angels, and it all seems so peaceful. But let me tell you, the circumstances surrounding the very first Christmas, they were anything but peaceful. In fact, Mary and Joseph, they were only in Bethlehem because they had to register for a census, which had everything to do with Caesar levying taxes on, the, on his subjects, okay? So at this time, the Jewish people, they were a conquered people. They were subjects of the Roman Empire. Here they were, the people of God, who had the promises of God to bless them, to make them into a great nation, to give them their own land, and yet they were, they were being ruled by a pagan empire. And then here was Mary, who was pregnant by the Holy Spirit, we know from Scripture. 
but she was not yet married. And so who knows what kind of ridicule she was experiencing and what people may have been saying about her, thinking about her. And we also know that not long after the birth of Jesus, King Herod, the local ruler, when he found out about the birth of this new king, he was threatened. And so he wanted to have Jesus killed. And so Mary and Joseph and the baby Jesus had to flee to Egypt. They became refugees. The very first Christmas was anything but peaceful, yet the angels appeared to the shepherds that first Christmas and said, peace on earth. Like, how is this possible? If the Christmas story shows us anything, it's that peace doesn't come to us in perfect circumstances. Peace doesn't come to us as a feeling. Peace doesn't come to us as all of our problems being solved at once. Peace comes to us as a person. The angels proclaimed peace on earth because of the birth of the Prince of Peace, the one who was able to bring peace into our lives. And so here's the idea. Peace is possible because of a person, and that person is Jesus Christ. That's why peace is possible. And I want to just give you two thoughts around that quickly this morning about what Jesus makes possible in our lives, what Christmas makes possible in our lives. Here's the first thought. Jesus makes it possible for us to experience the peace of God. Jesus makes it possible for us to experience the peace of God. I want to show you a scripture in John chapter 14. Jesus is preparing his disciples. He he is about to return to the Father, and he wants them to be prepared. And this is what he tells them in John 14, 27. He said, I am leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. How many of you would like to receive that gift this Christmas? Peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give, so don't be troubled or afraid. And what was Jesus talking about? He was talking about the coming of the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, you're going to have a peace in this life, a peace in this world, but it's not from this world. I'm sending you my my presence, my, my spirit, so that you can experience the peace of God in any circumstances. And I know so many of you, even as I'm talking today, there's a sense of how can I experience the peace of God when there are so many things in my life that are causing me to be anxious? How can I experience the peace of God when I'm stressed out about my finances, when I'm concerned about a loved one who's sick, when there's tension in a relationship, tension in my marriage, brokenness around me, when I'm heading into the holidays for the first time without this person that, that I love, that, that I've lost? How, how can I experience peace? And I think so often one of the obstacles that stands in our way from embracing this gift of God's peace is the way we think about peace. Because we tend to think about peace as the absence of conflict, the absence of tension in our lives. That's how we talk about peace. And so often when things aren't going well, we're kind of tempted to wonder, where where is God? Where is he in my situation? But the biblical idea of peace, the kind of peace that's embodied in the person of Jesus Christ is captured in the Hebrew word shalom. Everybody say shalom. And shalom isn't the absence of anything. Shalom is the presence of the goodness of God. It's wholeness. It's completeness. It carries this idea of the world as God created it before the curse of sin. Whole and complete. Shalom. Perfect peace. And so here's the idea. Peace isn't the absence of conflict or problems. It's the presence of God in the midst of it. It's experiencing the presence of God in the midst of it. And many of you, you've experienced that peace. You've had an inner peace, even though your outer circumstances were anything but peaceful. I heard about a story that just so perfectly illustrates this. Uh, Last year, there was a man named uh, Jordan Bays 
who survived an awful tornado in Kentucky with his family. So many of you will remember last year, there were some tornadoes that came through the Midwest and dipped down into parts of the South and caused a lot of devastation and even took some lives. And so this man, Jordan, and his family, they survived the tornado in their basement, but the roof was ripped off of his house and his house was destroyed. And so he went out to survey the damage one day and kind of sift through the rubble. And he was pleasantly surprised to find his grand piano intact. And he sat down and began to play this beautiful worship song, this hymn. And he had no idea that his sister was filming him on her phone. And and the hymn that he played was a hymn called, uh, There's Something About That Name. And it talks about the name of Jesus. And the chorus has this one line where it says, kings and kingdoms will all pass away, but there's something about that name. And what a beautiful picture of inner peace. Here's a man sitting down in the midst of this devastation, experiencing the peace of God as he plays this hymn, as he worships, even though there's utter devastation all around him. This is a beautiful picture of the kind of peace that we can experience this time of year. The reason we can experience the peace of God in the midst of our circumstances is because Jesus promised to be with us even in our circumstances. This is the time of year when we sing about Emmanuel, God with us. The second thing that Jesus makes possible, Jesus makes it possible to experience peace with God, not just the peace of God, but peace with God. I want to share a scripture with you from the Apostle Paul. In Romans chapter 5, verse 1, he wrote this Therefore, since we have been made right in God's sight by faith, we have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ our Lord has done for us. Jesus makes it possible for us to experience peace with God. And I think if we're honest, so often we don't feel at peace with God. I think so, so many of us who come to church regularly, we, we so often come to church and, and we're mindful of our sinfulness, aren't we? We're mindful of how we've sinned, how we've given into that temptation again, how we've lost our temper, how we're not the, the spouse we want to be if you're married, how we're not the parent we want to be if you're a parent, how we're not the fill in the blank for whatever it is that you aspire to be. And then I know for many of you, this is your first time in church in a while, or maybe a friend invited you today or shared this broadcast with you online, and this is your first time ever in a church like this. But, but many of you, I, I know you would say you've never felt at peace with God. Maybe you came up in a church tradition that made you feel like you could never be good enough, and you were always striving to win God's approval. You always felt like you had to do something to, to be in the good favor of God. And peace with God has always felt elusive in your life. If you're honest with yourself, you feel that even right now. But here's the good news. Christmas flips that upside down. Come on, Christmas shows us that he's not the God who requires us to jump through religious hoops and get our lives all perfect before we can come to him. No, no, he's the God who came to us and met us in in our brokenness, met us in our imperfection, met us in our our sins. He, He made the first move. He made the first move. How many of you have ever experienced tension in a relationship, unresolved tension, in a relationship because you were both waiting for the other person to make the first move. Come on, you know what I'm talking about? Like, well, I'll text them if they'll text me. You know, I'll apologize if they apologize first. Well, I'm ready to talk it out if they would just call me, right? And so nobody wants to make the first move. And so there's all this unresolved tension. Come on, if Christmas shows us anything, if the coming of Jesus shows us anything, it's that God made the first move toward us. He makes it possible for us to have peace with God because he sent his son Jesus to do for us what we could not do for ourselves, to live a perfect sinless life on our behalf, to go to the cross, to pay for our sins, to be resurrected, to conquer death and give us new life. And we accept that 
gift, as the Apostle Paul said, by faith. There's nothing we can do to earn it. You can't be a good enough person. You can't do enough good works. It comes to us as a gift that we receive by faith. So I believe in this Christmas season, God is wanting to give us the gift of his peace. Advent, it's about the arrival of something new. But how many of you know often to receive something new, you got to let go of something old? How many of you are thankful for, for gift receipts this time of year when that sweater doesn't fit, when that electronics don't work, and you gotta, you got to exchange that thing to receive something new? And so let me leave you with this question today to ponder on. What do you need to let go of so that you can embrace the gift of God's peace this Christmas season? Come on, take a moment to meditate on that. Let me just invite you just to bow your head in a moment of prayer, just to close your eyes for a moment. This may be one of the few peaceful moments you have over these next few days of hustle and bustle and getting prepared for the holiday, the holiday season. Let me ask you this, what do you need to let go of so that you can embrace the peace of God in your life? Maybe you need to let go of some hurt you're carrying. Maybe there's somebody you need to forgive. Maybe you need to let go of being in control. You've been striving to, to be in control of everything and maybe life is just too big for you right now. You need to say, God, I, I'm giving up control. Maybe it's letting go of worry, doubt, fear, anxiety, and inviting God to come into the midst of your circumstances today. Maybe for some of you, it's letting go of your striving to win God's approval. It's letting go of that sense of, I've always got to do something for God to accept me. And it's receiving the gift of his grace and his peace by faith. Come on, let me just invite you to pray with me today. Let's invite God right into the middle of our circumstances today. God, we thank you. Father, we thank you for this wonderful season when we were reminded that Jesus, you came to us as Emmanuel, God with us, and that you're the God who meets us in our circumstances. You're the God who gives us your perfect peace in the middle of whatever it is that we're going through. And so right now, as we think about that thing, as we think about that thing that has competed for peace in our hearts, we invite you, Jesus, into our circumstances, into that situation, into our hurt, into our doubt, into our worry today. And Lord, I pray for the person today in this place who would say, Pastor Jeremy, I don't feel at peace with God. If I'm honest, I feel like there's a distance between me and God. I'm not sure where I stand with him. I'm not sure if I'm forgiven. I don't feel at peace with him today. Lord, I pray for that person who would seek to be at peace with God, that they would just invite you into their life today by praying this simple prayer of Jesus, I place my faith in you. Come on, you can pray that with me today under your breath, right where you are in your seat. Jesus, I place my faith in you. I invite you into my life. I believe you are who you said you are, the son of God. Pray this with me. I believe that you lived for me. I believe that you died on the cross for my sins. I believe you were resurrected to give me new life. And I place my faith in you. I receive forgiveness for my sins and I receive your perfect peace by faith today. Father, I thank you for every person who prayed that prayer today. God, we thank you for your perfect peace, which passes all understanding. May it guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thanks for tuning into our podcast. If you'd like to connect with us or learn more about our church, please visit us online at redemptioncommunitychurch.org. We hope you can listen or join us next week.